This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back, everybody. Today's going to be amazing. I have a really good friend here today. One of the most downloaded shows we've ever done before because he'll surprise you. You know him from television. He's an incredible television personality with ridiculousness and a million other projects that he's done. But I don't know him from that. I know him from his brilliance as an entrepreneur and as a human optimizer of himself, of time, and in everything connected to him. And he's a very, very good friend of mine. And I love my conversations with him. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met in my life to talk with, if not my favorite. And I thought today I'd just let you sit in on one with us. So we're going to talk today with the great Rob Deerdick. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. It's nice to, to, to go from Laguna is a beautiful place to do a show, but yeah. it's, it's nice to come to Hollywood into the fancy studio as well. well this is more your like comfort level, isn't it? Like yeah. this Hollywood thing. So you were saying, well, look, to me- no, it's not. I stay, I stay away from this area of, of the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm driving over here, I'm like, man, I've been here in forever. Look at this place. I you think know? that one, it certainly has changed over the years and it hasn't improved, but that's probably a whole other conversation. Um, but we are going to dinner down the street from here, so you have to make sure I stay safe. Yeah, and, and again, I've arranged our dinner on the other side uh, as we enter Beverly Hills. Okay, so oh, it's good. a much Thank quieter you. and Thank peaceful location. Thank you, sir. More on your level. Um, you were saying before we started, though, it was four years ago that we did our show. Mm-hmm. And that at the time when we were doing the show, there were a lot of theoretical things that you talked about on that show that you believed in that you were implementing into your life and now you're like now i have some data to really validate some of the stuff that i believe in so what are some of those things that like you said on the show and you're like and now i'm seeing in real life the results from those things yeah you know i think the most profound one and was really about sort of what i really discovered and talked a lot about in 2018 we did the show was that life is about this pursuit of the ideal version of yourself Mm -hmm. right and and this has been something you've talked about forever where it's Mm -hmm. it's this idea of um you know putting out into uh the future what you want to become and then building a plan and strategy and put in all the energy and effort to go and achieve it, right? And you will grow into that person over time. And so that pursuit we talked a lot about as being really important. And and I was talking a lot about it from the business lens and yeah. and doing it from a balanced perspective. Yeah. And what happened for me in, in that conversation is it led to what happens when you reach that person. Mm-hmm. And I made the comment of, I think like when you eventually get to the ideal version of yourself, that you sort of settle into sort of a rhythm, um, and you and your pursuit wouldn't quite be the same. Mm-hmm. And within four years, I achieved all of the goals that I set in 2016 and became the ideal version of myself. Mm. So I actually, rather than guessed at what would happen to me when I finally reached the ideal version of myself, I actually experienced it. Mm. And what was so profound for me is since you grow into your ideal self, you're growing along the way. And as you learn more and see, you begin to see further. So the ideal version of yourself 
is always off in the distance. And it's not about uh, ever ending the game and that you're there. It's actually the pleasure and the the actual joy that you get from living Mm -hmm. is in that pursuit. The difference was is I learned to control that pursuit and grew in a systematic, harmonious way and then grew beyond what my ideal version at that time would become Mm -hmm. because I grew into a completely different person by the time I got there. Do you guys all get it now? <laughs> See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Took four minutes, and there you get it. So that's why is my dude to talk to. He is um, special. The success that he's had in his life isn't by mistake. And I'm not just talking about his financial or television success. I'm talking about kind of father he is, kind of friend he is, kind of husband he is. None of this is by mistake. In my life, um, I have some really brilliant entrepreneur friends. And I have some really brilliant personal development friends. I don't know anybody with the combination of both like you. I don't. One of the things I'm learning from you, I want to go right to some of your stuff. Uh, I'm a work lots of hours guy. I'm a pound it, let's go, grind, bingo. Mm. And you're like, hey, that's not exactly how it works, bro. Hey, um, there's, a, there's a better way. And so why don't you share with us the better way, what your theory about hours and time and, and, and also the value of a minute, the value of time. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll watch your stories and it's like, I don't feel like going today, but I got to get up and I got to make it happen. <laughs> and I'm like, man, why you don't feel like, go- why, why are you, why are you putting yourself in a position where you don't feel like going today? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, it's fair. Um, you know, cause you know, I, I almost like to look at myself i've evolved into like a blend of sad guru uh ray dalio and and um who's the great the, the good doctor that's tapped into the quantum field or dispenser dispenser i'm basically a combination of of whoa all three of those whoa. right dalio dispenser and sad guru right like hello that, that's <laughs> that's maybe the I, best combo ever look when i think about what's intersected through me it's that analytical like data-driven side of dalio it's the tap into the quantum field of dispenser and it's the hey the reality you experience today is based off of every action the Decision that you have made in the past that is the sad guru sort of karma concept right and and to me you know if you want to have a truly rich fulfilling life you you have to find joy in every part of it and in order to do that you have got to to use your time with absolute intention and so for me it's it's everybody knows that it's the only resource you got. It's the only resource that's limited, man. You're locked up, and and for me, is that your impression of me? Uh, no, that was like okay. a middle middle ground okay. one. You know what I'm okay. saying? When it, but it's I was halfway in it. I was halfway in it. You know, I push you towards like a wrestler voice. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm when I started tracking all of my time, my life changed, right? Because it's like. I, I used to design what I called the rhythm of existence, right? So I, I built the rhythm of existence in 2015, which was essentially the operating system for my life. And so it had all these, these principles and had all these things that I would do with my time. And then I would create a rhythm of the year, like when sort of all the constants were and when the variables would happen, you know, because your life flows around weekends and holidays and birthdays. It has this cadence that you can build mm-hmm. sort of your time around that you can 
can get better and better at predicting how to use your time more efficiently. But boy, I started tracking all of it. I would just, you know, I'd plan a lot of it and then I would be highly adaptive and adjust it. But the thing that I started doing every day is just tagging every hour and what did I do? And Mm -hmm. I eventually found somebody in 2020 that heard me talk about it and came in and, and wrote a script that went into my Google calendar that pumped that thing out into a dashboard. Mm -hmm. And now I could see how I used my time on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis by hour and by uh, percentage. Mm -hmm. And so that, Mm -hmm. That began to create this really interesting clarity as it related to like the time matrix from a percentage standpoint, right? If you have, you know, 8,760 hours in the year and you do something for 365 days a year for one hour, Mm -hmm. it's 4% of your life, Mm -hmm. right? If you, uh, you know, sleep seven hours, it's like, you know, 28% of your life. You know, if you work a 40 hour week, it's, it's 23% of your life. So I began to see the structure of this time. And as you begin to understand and design it against how you want to use it, you begin to question its efficacy. How high of efficacy are you using with this actual time? And then when you decide to do something, you start thinking about it in second and third order consequences. Right. Because we'll get excited about an idea that we want to do. And we just think about the idea. We don't think about uh, the time, energy and mental capacity that it'll take from. And then the long tail of that, because once we commit to something, what happens? We could be trapped by it. Right. And if it ends up taking way more time, like um, it could end up being detrimental to your overall well-being and your balance in your in your mind. Right. So for me, as I began to do all that and really look at the time matrix, I began to put value on on every bit of that time. And then I began to assess that time by how did it make me feel qualitatively. And that then began to make me continually adjust how I design the time. Because what I realized is what's happening, the world's changing, you're changing at all times. You're evolving, everything around you is evolving. So you can't just make one great schedule and there you go. You did it. You have a perfect time time management skills. Like you constantly need to be adjusting how you use time and the value of that time and, and, and how you see you should spend that on an ongoing basis or on an ad hoc basis. Like, and you have to continually design it better and better over time. And what I did was grow the skill set yeah. of continually optimizing time and assessing it and redesigning it that allowed me to get more and more efficient yep. so I could go from you know doing 250 episodes right. of television doing you know 52 podcasts managing you know you know if I have core six companies that I have to be actively managing mm-hmm. inside it to go along with all my other pursuits and still do that with only 23% of my time. You know what I'm saying? Like that is in where you now have gotten so efficient mm-hmm. that you choose efficiency over anything else. You, wanna, you mind giving them an example? Cause I know it. Yep. Like for example, like when I've come to you with different things, like, Hey, I got this TV show idea. You're like, well, how much of your time is it going to take? How yeah. does it make you feel? Yeah. What's it going to cost you somewhere else? You know, the, what percentage of it is for you? Even when we first started here, even this podcast, I'm like, it's this percentage of my time. It's this percentage of my income. However, it's, a big percentage of joy for me. Yeah. But in your case, if you don't mind, and if you don't, it's okay. But like, even the way you shoot your show, 
Yeah. One of the things, when you hear this man talk, um, he has as big a life as about anybody that I know. I mean, he's got a show where he shoots a bazillion episodes. He's uh, in the production side. He's on the talent side. He's got the Deerdick machine. He's got his investments. He's got different business. He's got a core, and he's got he's a very, very active father, very, very active husband. Um, he's got a public persona to keep up. He's got a social media. He's got a podcast, and that's just like some of it. Yet, I don't know anyone who navigates their life more um, seamlessly and beautifully than you do. I, I, I don't. But you'd make it, it wouldn't seem that way. So give us a practical example for you, like on the way that you scale time, like for your show, what you did and the way that you shoot it and the, the gaps in between shows. Is that too personal? Or no, no, no. Just no. share that because I want people to think, okay, that sounds really good theoretically, but yeah. like I'm trying to get my startup off the ground. My kids are in soccer. You know, I've got the, the gym I got to get to. So what does that look like practically? How do I actually begin to navigate it? Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, like it, it's every bit of your life has the ability to be designed into time. You know what I mean? And yeah. yes, things are going to come at you that you need to change. And then, and then everything you want to drive to automation, right? Okay. Everything in my life, I try to drive to automation. And then when I feel friction, um, I try to, I, I go to optimize it. And when I feel friction, I apply a system or a solution. And I just keep doing that over and over and over uh, to reduce all friction and drive everything to a much higher state of efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. And the show itself is this beautiful example of, it is. I used to shoot 60 episodes a year and it would tear the soul out of me. It would tear the soul out of me. I wouldn't. I didn't even want to shoot the show anymore. Mm. I didn't want to shoot the show anymore because it just took too much energy. It would be five weeks straight where I would shoot like four days a week, and it would just like, I would be at the end of it. I would be so exhausted and be like, I don't even like enjoy doing this. Mm. Like I don't care what it pays me. It's like it's mm. too much of my energy and well being, mm. right? And and so I began to just look at ways to make it more and more efficient and look at the things that bother me because we used to shoot uh, two a day and then we would you know shoot for an hour do all these pickups in between then I would stay for an hour and then do voiceover on the stage for an hour and then we would break for an hour then I would do the whole thing again I would get there at like 9 30 10 and leave it like six mm. right and then that would be a five week stretch of like four days a week and just just terrorize me then i'd have to drive out to glendale um to get prepped for the shows and spend three or four hours going through all the shows and i just slowly kept looking at every possible thing that i could optimize and it started first with how they built the shows and presented them to me and i got to instead of driving out to um, Glendale to look at them. Hey, let's start doing it online and send them to me. And then it's like start um, presenting to them to me in this structure. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where I stopped even talking to them. Mm -hmm. They just would send them to me. I would review them. And it went from three hours round trip to do it to 15 minutes. This is Rob right here, yeah. you guys. This is the stuff. Yeah. And, and, and to then actually shooting the show then it was like how can we make it more and more efficient all right mm -hmm. i'm not i'm just going to to fire off a lot more off the cuff stuff that mm -hmm. you can edit in instead of doing the voiceover mm -hmm. and then i took you know shooting the show for an hour hour plus and then doing an hour of voiceover i drove that all the way down to about 35 minutes mm -hmm. then i said hey 
how do we take if we, can we take one clip out of every single one of these uh, because we're only we're shooting with six clips but we're only editing four and five mm-hmm. and so we took a clip out of everything drove the time down to 29 minutes right yeah. and so then it became okay you shoot two a day let's shoot two a day before lunch then it was like okay let's shoot three a day before lunch then it was like all right let's shoot six a day three before lunch three after and then now i could get six done in a day and then i could spread out when i shoot to where i only shoot a couple times a month Mm -hmm. then boy now i feel like it's back in my life it's back in my rhythm it's no longer taking energy it's much more efficient to get prepped for it's easier to shoot Mm -hmm. i the the energy's not gone because i shoot it so quickly Mm -hmm. that it that the energy's good pop into the next one but i just kept looking at way after all these different ways that I continued to optimize and optimize and then now going into next year I'm gonna start shooting 336 okay and I'm gonna shoot eight a day and so I was like I don't want to give up any more time where can I save time we have 15 minutes between the shows uh, to change wardrobe so if I eliminate two wardrobe changes mm-hmm. and in between the shows and 15 minutes at lunch, I get back that hour and now I can shoot um, 336 in the same 42 days, five hours a day, uh, as I did to shoot the 252 with prep time the night before and drive time there and back. That is 4% of my life. See, you guys, this is... um why I want him around me. Let me give you, let me interrupt you, okay? I want to give you guys like the easy application for me. This hyper obsession with optimization of time and oneself, when you're around somebody, they become a friend of yours, some of it rubs off on you. So I don't have the, the types of show that he has. I don't shoot 350 episodes. I don't have that. But it has caused me to begin to evaluate where am I just pissing time away? Where is it causing me more stress? What are the different things I do? I'll give you one small thing that's a massive thing after I met you. I started looking at just meetings that I take. And I'm like, why are all my meetings one hour long? Why is it blocked from, you think about all of you do is you're like, yeah, that's right. Why is it from four to five o'clock? How do, how do I know this thing's gonna last an hour? And because it lasts an hour, because we've blocked an hour, we take up the hour. But perhaps this is a 20-minute meeting, right? Perhaps this is a 14-minute meeting. Why is everything 4 to 4.30, 5.30 to 6, 5? Why are they all these round number blocks of time that we've all accepted need to be blocks of time? And because that's the block, that's how long the meeting takes, right? You're nodding when I say this. So I've gotten with my team now, and now they know. Let's find out how long this meeting is required to happen, the most efficient time for the meeting. Not where I'm dismissive of people or don't give them the adequate amount of time or the emotional connection but you'll find everybody most meetings don't need to be an hour they don't they don't they don't don't need to be a half an hour yeah and so when i started to get those things done i have a lot of 15 minute meetings now yep and my whole life opened up because of it and here's the other thing i bring better energy to those meetings so you're so right like when you first i'm like this is really good in theory dude because you got this big old life. But for the beginner, they just got to go. Yeah. But the truth is, when you're just going, I want you to speak to this. So let's let's now go. The guy goes, that's great. I don't have 350 of anything. I don't have 64 of that. Yeah. I got a job. I've got a side hustle. I got a family. I'm trying to get this going, so I'm throwing a bunch of time at it. 
But my thing I want you to speak to is your lack of valuing time is impacting not only your fatigue, your energy, your performance, but it's impacting every part of you because other people don't value your time or you when you don't. And when you begin to take control of time, even as a beginner, my belief is other people value you more. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and, and look, I think the other thing is it, you you end up creating sort of your system that also allows you to be available a lot more than you should be. You know what I mean? And then people rely on that availability to then have a more scattered, erratic schedule that you've got to be fit into. And they pull the energy from you because you're you're essentially operating that way. And that scatteredness becomes how the people operate around you, right? Which really almost never allows you to get there, right? And to me, yeah, when right. you start thinking about your whole life, Forget about just time as because time's just one sort of piece of what you need to have high energy and have a great life. Mm-hmm. And so it's if if you don't design time to meditate, uh, to free think, to get to the gym, to to do all these things that you know you need to do that make you the better version of you and make you feel more balanced in your mind that allows you to have better energy and more clarity mm-hmm. uh, at at that meeting, and you just continually go from thing to thing to thing because oh I have to go from thing to thing to thing then you are never going to have the time to do the things that you want to do because you're do- too busy doing the things you have to do Gosh. on an ongoing basis as a way of life man you are the machine and you design the machine to go from thing to thing to thing to thing till you're exhausted then you complain then you overcorrect and try to get rid of all these things to get it back when in fact it is the way that you have built your system that has bound you to this this habitual way of not having time rather than designing your whole system around using time the right way. I think it's the most breakthrough stuff anyone's talking about right now, particularly designed for this time. I yep. really, I mean it. I, I, I think it speaks to everybody at every stage, no matter if they have a big, huge life and all the things you have going or I have going, or they're beginning to build their dream life. If you don't get intentional about this, that's the micro. But, but well, let me say this to that, yeah. right? Everybody's got a big life. Mm. Because everybody, I have the same time, energy, and capacity as you. Yeah. Like anyone yeah. listening to this, we all are in the same construct of time. Yeah. We all, we all, yes, our energy may vary, but we all have control to take care of ourselves, to do more things that we like, to begin to evolve our life in a way to where we have higher energy, but we all have a limit, hmm. a human physical and mental capacity. And if we go over it, we collapse in, Gosh. even me. Right. Like I I have completely organized, perfectly designed time, beautiful rhythm, clear vision and goals and executing everything within this beautiful matrix. I'm highly optimized. Why am I overwhelmed? Why am I overwhelmed? Because I went past capacity. Right. And that's sort of the second edge is understanding your physical and mental capacity and being able to manage that inside the way that you design your time. Because when you become overwhelmed, your decisions like like degenerate and then you ultimately start overcorrecting. By the way, how brilliant you are about that. 
I make the worst decisions when I'm fatigued. And typically what I'm doing when I'm fatigued is the overcorrection. And then I'm like over scheduling. Then once my energy comes back, I look at a day or a week and I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I agreed to all of this yeah. stuff? Yeah. And a lot of it isn't productive stuff. And then I don't have time for the things that would move the needle in my fitness, in my mental health, in my financial life. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Lots of stuff is in a schedule that doesn't necessarily move the needle in my life in the areas that I want the, move, the needle to move to. Speaking of life and needle moving, I don't know if you texted me this or you posted it, so it probably doesn't matter. But that's the micro stuff. The macro is you're so obsessed with this that you look at like duration of time on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it was something about you just realized you read something on your you're laughing, but you, did you text me this or did you post it? I just posted that I wanted to live one million hours. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you read something that convinced you that you're gonna that you could live to a particular age, and you deduced how many hours there. So I actually think this is brilliant because yep. this type of focus causes us to live with intention and attention, and the lack of I think all the time. Do you know when I pray at night? You're gonna laugh at this. Never said this out loud, not even to my wife. I'm going to tell you and about 70 billion people right now. When I pray at night, one of my last prayers is that I'm going to live to 128 years old. Okay? And I really believe, now, again, someone will listen to this in three years. Wow, it's so sad he passed away. But but, but I, I, I have that prayer and that intention, and I've repeated it over and over and over and over again. Because I believe if I don't pick a number, if I don't pick a time, if I don't set a goal, if I don't, then it'll, I'll be up to the whims of whatever else comes my way. And I really believe that you create a space when you set something like that that didn't exist before you did it. And then you find the behaviors, the people, the things, the thoughts, the technology, the nutrition to fill it up. What I didn't do was calculate the amount of hours that it gives me yep. to then optimize that time. So speak to that whole thing. Yeah. And, and look, I'm, you know, it makes, it really makes me happy. That means we're going to, we're literally, we're going to be friends deep into our hundreds. I love it. We're going to be having these conversations about, well, yeah. what do you think? You're thinking you're going to 128? You think you're going to, I don't know, I'm pushing. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, but awesome. I think about it more from a, this is what I'm big on. This is your existence, mm-hmm. right? And, and this, is, this is the framework of the, the, exper- the human experience, mm-hmm. right? You only truly can judge anything your energy how well you're using time everything that's happened in your past how you actually feel in the present moment you can only do it in the present moment and you only experience it in your mind Mm -hmm. right and then you have to make a decision of like i want to change um all of these things so my i'm going to create a better future experience that is the human experience and i realized that it that i wanted to make it last to 112 I initially wanted to live to 104 and be shot in a rocket into space and explore the universe without the um, light pollution from planet Earth for the last year before I died and then floated out into the cosmos. Now, that was before I had a wife and kids. And so it's like now the audacity of don't worry about me. And then like I'm up there for like 24 more years. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, so uh, that changed. And then when I read the book Ikigai, right, the Japanese long life and happiness book, um, they talked about super centurions. And I'm like, oh, like, like that brand. I want to be a super centurion. So then I made it at um, then I made it. Uh, that I would want to live to 112. And then as I started getting deeper into, okay, how many days is that? 
All right. Okay. That's how many days I have. This is how many days that I've done so far. Then when I was going going through my time matrix and looking at all these different things where I spend time of like, wow, I spend nearly as much time shooting a television show as I will picking up my kids and taking them to school for the year. Right. And, and to me, as I just started looking at these hours and then where am I, where am I losing a lot of time? On the couch watching Netflix, you know what I mean? It's it's me and the wife on there watching our favorite show. But boy, when you start looking at what that is, man, you're letting you're letting the hard eight to nine percent go on the couch. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cold hard reality. But as I looked at that, you know, I'm I then was like, you know, what is like what's a round number of time? And like, wow, 1 million hours is 114 years and 54 days. I'm going to, I'm going to experience a million hours on this earth. Right. And so of course, a lot of people push back on like, Oh, it's good. Yeah. You're like a vegetable. What are you going to do? And and it's like, like I didn't even contemplate that. And, yeah. and it's because you live in two different mindsets. There's, I live in a mindset that I just keep getting healthier and happier, more balanced, lighter. Life is more effortless. My system, that is my entire body is more efficient. And I can show you in blood work. I can show you in net worth. I can show you in time. And I can show you in qualitative data that I have collected about how I feel about my life, work, and health that I am uh, in healthier, better physical condition, wealthier, more balanced, and happier in the data, which only proves to me there's no reason why you can't keep getting healthier, happier, and wealthier for the for the remainder of your life. That's and then I'll just meh, fall right off a cliff. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it ends up ending. But again, what's it go back to? I want to live with, with absolute intention. And I want to experience every moment that I get into and feel the vividness and the richness and the beauty that is the human experience and life. Mm. You know, you don't want to be so future focused and trying to create a better future that you never feel the present oh right gosh. and so for me i'm i really began to un- understand what state my mind is at all the time at all times and how do i learn to control that and begin to put in systems and solutions that keep my mind in a balanced state is really one of the bigger things that i've learned to do over the last year or so share with us one of those systems well you know the, the if you can imagine this your your mind is is balanced in this way right you it's past present and future Right. And so there's sort of five sections as I see it. And and on one end, it's dwelling in the past. Okay. You ain't doing nothing. You mm-hmm. want to sit and dwell about something you did, you ain't doing nothing. Then the next level up is rectify. Right. You are problem solving, taking action, something that happened in the past. So now you're in the present past where, okay, I'm I'm dealing with something that happened. Now I'm problem solving, taking action to make a better future. Right. You sit right in the middle and you experience it or you go to the next level is creating. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you're in this future present, Mm -hmm. right, where you're experiencing the present while creating the future. Mm -hmm. That's that's where you want to toggle. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what goes beyond creating the future? is wishing hmm. right because then if you're sitting there wishing the future was better and wishing like like this will be like this 
or you're dwelling, you're not moving, mm. right? And so you want to be either experiencing the moment or handling something that happened in the past present or creating something in the future present state and, oh. and, and swing between that, right? And so if you can imagine that's your mind, what you, what you think about on an ongoing basis is ranges between all of that. That's where the action lives. Now it's the quality of your mind, and your mind's quality is either in a – a proactive state, a reactive state, an inactive state, or a magnetic state, right? And for me, when I when all aspects of my life are in order, meaning I'm eating super clean, everything, all all my goals and visions and everything is is running smooth. I'm I'm spending very little time rectifying the past because I've designed my present future experience with such intention. I'm dealing with very little disruption that then I eventually go beyond just being proactive to this magnetic state. And I know you've experienced this before because this is when your everything is going at operating at such a level that answers start coming to you without you asking the questions. It is the law of attraction that that's the unexplainable force that lives in the quantum field where your energy is at such a high level. You are so clear of not only being present and experiencing, but creating your better future. And you rise to this, you vibrate to this level to where the answers show up and you never ask the questions, right? And for me, I am trying to master all aspects of my existence to where I basically sit in that state of toggling mm -hmm. between future present and proactive and magnetic at all times. Oh my God. It's a deep one. It's a deep oh, one. No. <laughs> Okay, that's an all-timer right yeah, there. Deep one. I, I want everyone to go back the last five or six minutes there. That's an all-timer. Um, when we talk, I always filter it through my life and my perspective. I just realized something because I do know what that vibrational frequency feels like. When I am getting answers to questions I haven't even asked, it's not frequent enough. And the, and the reason it's not frequent enough is I'm depleting my energy reserves to not put myself in a state where I can have that type of energy and what I call vibrate at that frequency. Yep. And you're exactly right. And that's the other reason why rest, recovery, being present matters. I just really pulled something here. This, yeah, I just and, really did. But let me say this. Every single thing matters. Every thought, every action, every decision, every single thing that you do is interconnected to to get you to that space. And, and for me, it's like, I think, oh, I'll have a glass of wine. I'll have a couple chips. It 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 will pull it will pull away from that. I'll make it I'll make one bad decision from eating bad mm -hmm. that will then cause me to be short with my wife that leads to this entire and pull, pulls me right out of the magnetic state. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's like even when you're there it's really sensitive and you could just get one thought that could rip you out of that. You could look at one text that could rip you out of that, right? It's mm -hmm. like and so that requires really really understanding every single bit of you and then giving value to everything you do rather Jeez. than trying to like pocket your values oh if i eat healthy oh if i'm stay focused oh if i clear out this stuff oh if i rest or recover it versus like no it is all works together to make the best version of you mm -hmm. how committed are you how disciplined are you to live at, at the level that you know you have to live at 
at a consistent enough basis that it becomes to compound effortlessly and become a way of life rather than getting disciplined again. Mm. That's really what it is, you know. Well, for me, I burn myself out going from those states to the good state back to the bad state. I'm still having wine with you at dinner tonight, but um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, I, everybody, you, you all hear the show every single week. It's pretty rare that I'm this quiet because I just, I, I really process a lot of information when you and I go like this. Yeah. It's good for me. I'm already thinking of stuff I'm going to say and I'm going to teach that I'm going to steal, that I'm going to make mine. <laughs> um, one of the things, in addition to all of this, that we talked about when we were down in Mexico was this notion of momentum. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do. I'm going to tell you what I do. I go, I got all that, and I'm going to get to it. But right now I got momentum. And so yeah. I'm going to flow, throw fuel on the fire. And... I think this is what burnout is. Mm-hmm. So I've got momentum. I mean, you've had momentum in your career for freaking 25 years, maybe more, right? So, and by the way, that's the other lesson from Rob. He's had sustainability and consistency in the public world or in the entrepreneurial space. It is extremely rare to have duration of success or expansion of success like what you've had. And I was telling you, maybe we were both talking about, I'm like, yeah, but I got momentum. Yeah, but I got this. Yeah, but I got that. Yeah, but so I'm going to get to this, but that'll be like, I see it and you're right. And I'm going to do some of it. But what I'm realizing is that momentum was generated from a space of creativity, of rest, of a particular vibrational frequency. And I'm almost running on the fumes of it now rather than. And it, so it will run out if I don't get back to this creative state where I'm in that present problem solving or present creativity state. So what would you say to someone who's listening is going, I got all that, but I'm finally got my business moving. Mm-hmm. I'm finally, we're scaling. We're finally getting this and the economy's changing and I got these other things coming. And so, man, for me to think about this theoretical stuff you're talking about is really good. But man, you know, like uh, supply chains going on, interest rates are going up, um, you know, uh, unemployment. Employment may start to get higher again. They're national debt, and i just getting it going. So this is really good, and I'm going to remember this podcast for three years from now. What would you say to them? It'll always be like that. Hmm. It's never not going to be like that. It was the startup version when it was a startup. Oh, now it's working, and there's more to even worry about. Hmm. Oh, now it's like scale, and it's even, guess what? It's always like that. Gosh. So if you don't build a harmonious system, Your goal is to lead with harmony. If you don't build harmony in your system from the very beginning, you won't have harmony when you find the success, right? Mm -hmm. And and this is why I preach designing life and business at the same time. So when you find success in your business, you find success in your life. And, And to me, in 2016, when I designed the plan for the way that I wanted to live, I designed a balanced life that would make me healthy first, and then I fit work into it. Mm-hmm. I created hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. with using a small percentage of my time living a fully balanced, harmonious life. All of the success that I have created since we sat down mm-hmm. in 2018 mm-hmm. was done from this beautiful, peaceful place. I got better and better and better at being more efficient with my time and my energy and got healthier and healthier and my output got higher and higher and higher. And 
like all of the things that you can worry about that drive you down, you you continue to clear them out to where you're only dealing with incoming stress rather than all these things that come in and then break you. Mm. Right. Then you got to reevaluate all this stuff and do all this stuff again. But, you know, that's that's my passion for, you know, harmony over hustle. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, build a harmonious existence and then get better and better at living in a harmonious way. But I want to say this to Momentum, right, is why it was so profound when we were in Mexico, because I I'm, you know, it's this it's the pursuit, right? Like, I look at you as like, this is the ideal way of life, man. You want your island. You want to be flying on your jet. You want to head out to the golf course. You want to go to the beach house. Like, it's really like, you know, and now I look at the world through how, I look at how much travel time it's involved in that, right? Forget about like, how could you possibly, you know, do the show, do the book, do uh, the podcast, and then Mm -hmm. still have time to get there. Oh, the kids are going to college. And like, I can, I see the strain Mm -hmm. in sort of the use of time just in the structure mm-hmm. and so then i i know you have more than enough money mm-hmm. uh, to live um peacefully and happily i know that your mission is is really more on like how can i reach people and impact people and when you say momentum it's like man you know i i as the world was changing then i as i was changing i saw an opportunity to share my voice on social media then i saw an opportunity to share my voice on a podcast mm-hmm. then now i got momentum momentum now it's like now i'm like so many more people want to talk to me so many more opportunities i got momentum now it's like i want to make a, a book that impacts people and what it is oh now i got even more momentum like oh what about this television show like mm-hmm. i saw that mm-hmm. as like man i know what that's like yeah right and to me um i also know that boy man you can get caught up in that mm-hmm. and and trapped by by that momentum listen close everyone yeah, yeah if you don't understand sort of the the second and third order consequences of capturing that momentum yep let's stay on this i want to i won't say what it is with you yeah but you because it, we don't want that but there's been some significant opportunities come your way yeah some things that could have been you think your brand's big now you're like really different i'm talking about a public brand and when those things came your way you declined and you know what I'm talking about, right? right? We won't get into what those things were, but you have learned to say no because your decision-making process has a process. And I think one thing I want to say to everybody that I think Rob has that I don't, that I'm developing because I know him, is a is a process and a philosophy through which I make decisions rather than just emotionally. Because I will, if you let me, I'll just keep helping more and more and more people with no process to make the decision, no evaluation of what the consequences are, and no evaluation of what maybe looks like I'll help more people will cost me deplete the energy that could have done it in a more efficient and productive way. So you have also learned to decline, to say no to different things in your life. And I think that's probably something everyone should know. Yeah. And and look, it's, it's one of those things that you could read it in every single personal development book. Mm-hmm. Gotta learn to say no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and we know it mm-hmm. as 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 guys who lived our uh, lived out on the edges mm-hmm. of of saying yes to everything, right? Because you know the the early process for me is like, oh man, this this might be the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, this might be the one. Right. Oh wow, this might be the one. Mm-hmm. And the problem was is I hadn't defined what is the whole. 
And once I finally Gosh, defined right. what the whole was, and now I'm I'm like, and I refer to every to it as like the human why, where we all have the same why. We want to live a harmonious, high quality life. Yeah. Right. And so you have to define what that is for you. And for me, that was how I used my time, the type of things that I did, and ultimately uh, the amount of money I had, where I invested that money and what that money did for me and the lifestyle that I lived. Mm-hmm. I had a, a certain way of living that I wanted, that I connected to my identity, mm-hmm. that I needed to create enough wealth that would provide me that lifestyle uh, in a sustained manner forever Forever. before I would be truly harmonious, right? Mm -hmm. And when when I finally did that, right, and I defined it and I built the plan backwards, and and when I finally got to there, I changed. Mm -hmm. I changed because I now had this extraordinary security. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that security now allowed me to get even more efficient with my time, make even more decisions that are based on is this going to affect my energy mm-hmm. like and, and continuing to build my life around what gives me energy, anything that takes energy, mm-hmm. anything that slightly takes it, address it and get rid of it, create a system or, or a solution to solve it mm-hmm. or just completely get it out of your life. Mm-hmm. And and now you will never compromise experience especially doing something that that's just for money or some higher level of fame if you will yeah. because I don't want to disrupt the harmony that I've created because it's unnecessary mm. I am as happy and balanced as a human being could be mm. I am excited to continually evolve into my limitless potential in a controlled manner that is done on a on a consistent basis of joy Because what I realized is, well, man, what is happiness? Well, happiness is really just consistent joy. And and when you go from day after day after day where thing after thing after thing is filled with joy and an extended period of time, that's when you're feeling what it feels like to be truly happy all the time. When you listen to him, everybody, this is a dude from Ohio who was a skateboarder. And now look at this. I it's mean, the guy who quit high school. Yeah, right. Look, you keep in mind this. I didn't even understand personal development or even read until I met my wife, Incredible. who was in the who was in who was like a super into personal development yeah, and like I I, really I, I read Think and Grow Rich back then and it like was like whoa like yeah. I had read it when I was younger but it was like the beginning of unlocking yeah. like what is the human potential and then my mind thinks in this sort of systems way yeah. and I just keep as I'm living it and finding the success in life that I envisioned and planned and, uh, you know, five years earlier and are realizing it, I'm doing it while I'm thinking about how one day I can share it. Yeah. So it's almost like this meta process of your learning lessons, thinking of how they integrate together and then how you can articulate this in an easy to understand the way that you can share with people one day. It's this interesting process it's, I've been in. It's really deep what you just said. So one thing I've I've begun to do, I did a lot in my entrepreneurial life, but I didn't do it in my personal life. So in my entrepreneurial life, I was always like, well, we need a process or a system for that. Because nothing can be related to just a personality or emotion. So in all my entrepreneurial ventures, we need a process or a system for that. It wasn't until really you and I connected that like, you know, no, you're like, that's what my, my life is. So everybody listening to this or watching, you got to ask yourself this. Do you have a process or system for that? Because if it's not a process or a system, it's probably not going to be sustainable over a duration. 
You have to have a process or a system. You are a, you probably could have been some type of engineer in another lifetime, I think, because you do think systematically and process-wise. But I think all of you, if you're trying to pull, extract things you need to ask yourself is, do you have a process and a system for it? Is there one? Because if there isn't, you need one from your time, from your family stuff, from your entrepreneurial uh, your part of your life. Energy depletion, one other place, because you mentioned Brianna, and that is what about humans who drain your energy? Mm-hmm. Have you had to sort of, I don't know, cut people out? Or like are you cognizant of the humans you associate with from an energy depletion or giving you energy standpoint is that something that's also part of this formula for you yeah i want to give you two versions of it right because i think the getting rid of the bad energy is an easy one to talk through but it's it's how do you optimize with those that you love Okay. That's what I think is 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 a lot more evolved and and sort so of what I've, level. what I've grown into, but I first started you know by just asking myself every single day and rating qualitatively how do I feel about my life, my work, and my health zero to ten, mm-hmm. and you th- if it's low you think about why it's low and you make a note of it, and you'll find that the people that bring you down start popping up. And then, then it becomes so obvious, right? Like I had people that worked for me that were, uh, are, were really truly disrupting the quality of my life on a consistent basis that I didn't, I didn't have clarity on until I was asking myself, how did you feel about work yesterday, zero to 10? Mm-hmm. And then it was like a four because I was fighting uh, with, with one of my executives for like three hours mm-hmm. and had to change my entire vision for it because it's not what they wanted to do. Like, like I began to see that and then eventually cleared every single person that brought me down out. Mm. All of them, mm. every single one of them, right? Mm. And including in that same process, then um, there's certain parts of the business I, that that drained me that I had to either learn or stop being involved in, Delicate. right? Like it, mm. it was it, very informative from a qualitative standpoint. Now I go to the most important relationship that is my wife, mm-hmm. and it is I am just. It is system after system after system on system on system on system on system, strictly releasing and relieving any friction in our relationship. And and it sounds like, oh, well, like, what could that possibly be? Well, you know, first it starts with the age old date night. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, oh, like schedule a date night. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't enough to keep us balanced and happy. So the schedule is, you know, a Monday night talk night, a mm-hmm. Thursday night movie night, a Wednesday morning breakfast, a Friday night sushi. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's having a rhythm of, of wow. dates and times that we spend in the week. Now, it's it's not a matter of like, oh, you made one hour available. Right. You you've integrated your wife into your life now that was essential to begin to stop that friction then she started hearing me telling stories of stuff that I was working on and be like I didn't even hear that so okay how do I solve that then I started sending her an email every single morning of everything that I was doing in the day and what it meant to me with a love quote Mm -hmm. so that she got that every single day and was completely informed at, at what I was doing so now how do I automate that I have my assistant scrape my um 
my calendar and put it into an email and put it in my email that I can look in the morning. I go and find the love quote, depending on the energy of the, the, the season. Mm-hmm. And then I send it to her every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, that seems like you look at that alone. Like, look at you guys, like mm-hmm. in your rhythm, like you, you go with her every day to drop the kids off and pick them up mm-hmm. for most days. Like you have this, uh, balanced rhythm with everything. And now she's completely informed, but getting friction on how complex our life was and all these big projects moving on. Then we move to a Thursday family sync where we get all the executive uh, uh, assistance and executive assistance together. And then we go through everything going on with the family and get organized and everything that needs to get done. Now we have the Thursday family sync to eliminate that. In the middle of that, like stuff's popping up in the schedule. She's seeing it in that email in the morning and be like, what is this? You're going to do Ed's podcast today? Mm-hmm. So to, what do we do? We added a new system to the family sync where I go through the calendar mm-hmm. and then like say everything that I'm doing. Hey, the UFC fight in two weeks mm-hmm. on Saturday night. I'm going to want to watch mm-hmm. that. Anything that might be disruptive. And again, keeping our energy, our communication and Jeez. our flow. Then like... Okay, there's certain things where, you know, we'll get stuck on and not want to talk about. We started bringing a therapist to the house every other Tuesday Mm. at four o'clock. So now now we have this neutral ground Mm. that's basically, you know, I I akin it to tuning a Ferrari where you already have this this highly. But another friction is like these issues that you may not want to discuss, even in these this sort of flow that you're in. Here's this sort of neutral ground that you really don't have unless you bring somebody in and you just begin to see all of these things layering on top of 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 the goal of having the the happiest amazing relationship that you could possibly have so good you know what i mean i i I knew about the email and which by the way i started to do myself because you told me about that by the way everybody you listen to my show so that somehow every week you become inspired or learn how to improve your life if that is not happening for you right now (laughs) if there's not been something said here today by this man that is causing you to go whoa by the way, you're on the inside of what people that have blissful and happy and successful lives talk about and think about. These are the th- conversations that they have. One, so I got one more question for you. By the way, is that the fastest hour in the history of the world? By the way, <laughs> by the way thank you, number one. Thank you. I just love you, and I, uh, I'm grateful for you. Yeah, I appreciate I'm, you. I'm grateful for you. Um, last thing, because this will be, this episode, by the way, is timeless. What I love about this episode is someone can watch this right now, listen to it in a year, listen to it in four or five years. You'll be deeper and be further down this road, but the things that are said in here are timeless. Um, But for the most part, people will get this right before the new year at some point. And so what are they doing? They're going to be setting goals. They're going to be thinking about the next year. Can you give us some advice or your system or parts of your strategy for the way that you set goals and your vision up? Is there a I know there is, but what is part of your system and strategy for doing it? You know, I have I have big what I like to call evolution goals that anchor the four um, core systems of my life. Right. And, you know, that's my health, my life, my wealth and my work. Right. And an evolution goal is essentially sort of, you know, 
um, the finite goal or the infinite goal, right? Where having an extraordinary relationship with your wife is um, is an evolution goal. Whereas mm-hmm. you continue to grow and evolve, like what it means to have that amazing relationship is going to continue to evolve and grow over time. So having those big anchors on those parts of your life are essential. Then having the finite or quantifiable uh, goals that you can measure that will lead you towards that evolution goal uh, is is sort of the goal stack that I use, goal right? Because it's like you, um, this is going to go on forever and continually change. But man, the more things that you can quantify mm-hmm. and put a number to, and then create that goal, is the 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 more motivated you're going to be, and the more clear it's going to be for you to continue on the path. And especially if you know, for those that are going to fire up this year, and this is going to be the year they get healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like decide. All the things that you have to do that are going to make you healthy against the number. So let's just say, okay, I want to be 150 pounds. Okay, well, what are all the things that you would need to do to do that? Well, I'd have to clean diet and I've got to get in the gym and I've, I want to do yoga and meditate, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Map Design that into your rhythm and then track how often you do it and gamify your discipline by trying to beat your numbers because if you beat your numbers, then you're going to reach your quantifiable goal of your weight goal. Mm. And then your quantifiable weight goal is going to lead to your health goal, which is really I just want a fully healthy and vitality in my life is my evolution goal. And part of that is getting to 150 pounds and these five things, if I do them every day, will get me to that and if I track that my goal isn't to do it every day but if I could do it at least 75% of the time now I've gamified it and can push my numbers to keep me more motivated and excited to reach the number which ultimately leads to my bigger goal and then you grow over time and your standards grow eventually you'll just be at the weight you want and then you'll you'll be wanting it for um, you know a healthier more limber system now I'm going to add yoga to it because I want to be flexible and be able to like jog again like it'll keep evolving what vitality means to you will keep evolving but that's how you stack an evolution goal to a quantifiable goal and then create a gamified system to achieve it (laughs) (laughs) I love the the idea of like just going with some deep well but could could barely hold back the laughter to like so good like I'm just I don't I just think I just think it's so good. It's like we could go six hours. I can't wait for dinner. Um, but I'm glad everybody got to have this hour with us today. It's as good as it gets, Rob. I mean, this is first cabin, world class, all timer. <laughs> as good as it gets. And like uh this will be just another one of these that people will be like, Man, you better have him back on. I just gotta thank you. This was probably the fastest hour ever. I mean, yeah, like look. I'm just so thankful for you and and our friendship because you are um, completely aspirational to me as as a man and a human being and a a way of life. And uh, I am thankful to be here today to even share my latest in my personal evolution uh, and look forward to, to dinner tonight. Me too. Gosh darn it, everybody. You're welcome. That's all I can say. You're welcome. I usually at the end of the show say you should share this. I don't need to tell you to do that today. I know you're doing that. This is an all-timer, an all-timer. This is one for the ages. And I just hope that maybe this is one. The only thing I would say, maybe you should hear more than once. 
Maybe this is one of these you go, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to do this one again because you will have missed stuff. There was so much here. That I'm being really sw serious with everybody. I can't wait to hear this back myself, and I will listen to this multiple times because there was so much depth to this. There was not one wasted second of this conversation today. So Rob Deerdick, everybody, follow him on social media. You probably already see him on TV all the time. So follow him on social media. You'll keep getting updates like this. And he's got more and more stuff coming. What you're really going to be excited about is at some point, this book project he's told me about privately will come out. And that's going to blow the planet up. It's going to be so good. It's not out yet, but it's it'll be forthcoming. And the more I say that into a microphone, the more likely it is to happen sooner. So that's why I say it. All right, everybody. God bless you. Max out your life. Take care. This is The Ed Milet Show.